0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. We're talking NFL week two and previewing some of our picks for this weekend. We're going to talk about the Major League Baseball's final stretch and down the stretch they come. And then we're also going to cover Some college football news that is around. That and so much more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast
0: with your host, Vince Stover.
1: Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode. I am joined as I am usually by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how are you doing tonight?
0: Doing good. Doing good. Had a good day. and always love talking football.
1: Yeah, we've got plenty of football to talk about. We're also going to talk a little baseball today as the uh, season winds down. Uh, and uh, lots of exciting things to cover. Tonight's episode is presented by La Touraine Watches and Accessories. It's always a good idea to have a classic watch on hand. Uh, the Navigator Flagger Style Pilot Watch from Law Terrain is the gold standard of functional classics. If you want to stand out from the crowd, boasting rugged stainless steel construction and a size that fits most wrists, the Navigator is ready for your next adventure. Visit Law Terrain and use the code Sports Stove. You're going to get 10% off your purchase. And one of the great things about Law Terrain is, is when you go on their website, if you click on their uh, there are a little comment section asking a question. The founder of the company is the one that answers you, and uh, I think that's really cool. So visit lawterrain, law-terrain.com, and again, use sports uh, sports stove as the code there at checkout. You get 10% off your purchase. And then we also now are sponsored by Yeats uh, Sunglasses, yeetsofficial.com. Same code, sports stove. Type it in when you at checkout. You're going to get 10% off your purchase there as well. So lots of savings, uh, from the sports stove just by, just by listening to this great podcast, uh, bringing you all kinds of great savings and things there. All right, dad, we're at week two, uh, getting ready to kick off week two of the NFL schedule. The New York Giants versus the Washington football team. Uh, we need to have a discussion about their team name at some point, but we'll save that for another day. Uh, by the time many of our our listeners listen to this episode, whether it be on Unhinged Radio or in the podcast form, this game will be over. But uh, give me your expectations for tonight. Uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants versus Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team.
0: Well, I would think the Washington football team will win again. It will be interesting to see Heineke and see if he is going to be the answer at least for a while. Um, could be a could be a good game, but again, Washington, you know, as we talked, has a good defense. Uh, they have he has weapons. Heineke does, and um, I, I would I would pick Washington.
1: You mentioned in our last episode that uh, maybe a quarterback to watch out for here in Washington is Marcus Mariota. He's out for a few weeks, uh, got injured in the one play that he played on Sunday <laughs> or, sorry, or Monday, whenever it was that they played. So uh, so that's probably not going to happen, at least anytime soon uh, here as well. All right, let's get into more of the games. We'll have our our picks here in just a moment. Each week we're doing a Sports Stove Pick 6, where we're picking six games against the spread. And uh, we invite you to have your six picks as well. You can send those in via email, thesportsstove at gmail.com or you can comment them on the social media uh, platforms as well. And uh, we'll have, love to do some giveaways, but we're going to need to make sure we got people actually sending stuff in before we commit to sending you all kinds of great items. So uh, nonetheless, we'll get to those picks in just a moment, but let's kind of talk through some of these games, uh, some of the, the interesting games, at least uh, on this schedule. Let's start with Cincinnati and Chicago. Chicago disappointing in week one. Cincinnati was not disappointing in week one. But you got the return of Andy Dalton. Well, actually, they're in Chicago. But Andy Dalton playing against his old team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Chicago is favorited in this game at home. Uh, How do you think that game is going to shape out?
0: Um, Again, I I like Cincinnati. We've talked about that. I think they're getting better. And I think they'll give the Bears a hard time. All right. Uh, Let's skip down to Los Angeles and Indianapolis
1: uh, this is going to be at Indianapolis. The Rams with their new flashy quarterback and Matt Stafford. Uh, the Colts with their new quarterback, Carson Wentz. Uh Colts lost to Seattle in week one. Uh, L.A. had the easier opponents against Chicago. This one's in Indianapolis as well. Stafford's going to continue to be good. That offense is going to continue to be good as well. Very good defense in Los Angeles. How many weeks is it going to take Indianapolis to get their first win?
0: Um. You know I, I like Indianapolis, and I hope they get going, but uh this may be a tough one. I think we'll find out if the Rams really as good as it looks and as you know they begin they played good, but they had the Bears last week and um Indianapolis does have a good defense you know like you said, I think it's at Indianapolis, so I think we'll find out a little bit about the Rams, but the Rams could dominate it may take a while um <laughs> for Indianapolis to get that win. We'll see. The AFC and NFC
1: West, no teams have lost yet, uh I mean, one week into the season. But this is a second week of the season, and there's a good possibility that these West teams come out victorious again because uh, all of them are matched up against teams they should be able to beat. So you've got uh the Rams against the Colts. You've got the 49ers against the Eagles, the Raiders against the Steelers, Broncos against the Jaguars, Cardinals against the Vikings, uh, Chargers versus the Cowboys will be a tough one. Seahawks and Titans, Chiefs and Ravens. So there's a chance that both West divisions come out of week two still undefeated, which would be pretty crazy, uh, I would say. Let's look at that Cowboys-Chargers game. Because to me, that might be the more entertaining game of the weekend. Um, I think very closely matched teams. The Chargers have the better defense. The Cowboys have the slightly better offense, in my opinion at least. And uh, the Chargers are the favorite at home in that game. Uh, I know you have a hard time looking past some of your hatred for for Dallas, but uh, uh, do you think I? I think that's the best game of the weekend. Do you think there's a better game than that one?
0: No, um, that you may very well be right. That's going to be a very good game. Um, I think that'll be one that. Um, I, I think that'll be true. It should should be a good game and again. I think it'll tell us something about both teams. You know, are the Cowboys as good as you think they are? or is the Chargers um, as good as they were supposed to be going in? So um, I, it, it, it'll be a very interesting game, a telltale game, and I uh, know it should be a very good game.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm interested in New Orleans and Carolina as well. Um, you look at the game last week, New Orleans against Dallas, or excuse me, against Green Bay, and, you know, they, they blew them out, but there wasn't a whole lot seen from New Orleans. Uh, Jameis Winston had a bunch of touchdowns, but he didn't even have 200 yards passing. So then you couple that with Carolina, who won the game, their first game of the season, but it wasn't super pretty for them either. What are we going to learn about the Saints here in week number two as they play Carolina?
0: Um, I think it'll take a little longer than this one to know exactly about the Saints unless the, unless Carolina really beats them bad because again I think Carolina's getting better. It'll be interesting because the defense, as we know, gave Aaron Rodgers all kinds of trouble. And now you got um what, Sam Darnold. So um it'll be interesting to see. Um that that could be kind of a telling thing there. Um, but again, you know, Carolina's got some definite weapons with McCaffrey and um, I, I'm not convinced that New, New Orleans is as good as they looked as we made them look the first game but um you know we we will see i think both teams it will you know take a few weeks to see how they're going to do but there's all that is a division game and it'll be interesting in that division
1: yeah i'm with you as far as not not sure how good new orleans is i think they're good enough um i i was all in on james winston to start the season and everything as well but um You know, again, we didn't see a whole lot out of them last week as, as, as they won easily and no problems at all. You know, you said the defense gave Rodgers fits. I think Rodgers just made some really stupid mistakes personally, but, uh, you know, you got to give the defense some credit as well. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. New Orleans is the road favorite in that game. Uh, and yeah, so we'll see, uh, Las Vegas and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh came away with the win over Buffalo. The Raiders had a really interesting win. Uh, this week as well over Baltimore. Uh, Pittsburgh's a six-point favorite, almost a full touchdown favorite over Vegas. I think Vegas might be the better team here, but I'm really down on Pittsburgh this year. Um, What are your thoughts on that game as it's in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh.
0: Well, Vegas, as I was looking at our picks, Vegas was a team that I really liked, except they've had two major injuries this week. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm afraid that's going to affect them from there. Pittsburgh, I think, just playing better than we thought they were going to. And, um, you know, if if Roethlisberger, you know, if he keeps doing well, he's got weapons, and um, I'm not as convinced. Now, hopefully the Raiders will look good against them, but I think the injuries, um, that made it tough for me to pick them.
1: Uh, Kansas City and Baltimore are the Sunday night game. I just had this conversation a few minutes ago. I had the privilege of going on the bottom line with Brad Taylor here locally on uh, Fox Sports Radio. And looking at this game, you know, he, you know, he thought the Ravens are going to keep this one close and maybe even surprise the Chiefs. But watching those two teams this weekend, to me, the Chiefs are far and above the better team in this game. Do you think Sunday night will at the very least be an entertaining game, or do you think, like I do, that Kansas City is going to run away with it?
0: I think Kansas City will run away with it, but it will probably be late in the game uh, when they do. Now, again, um, you know, Jackson could really shine here, but, again, they've had some injuries, and I think they're going to have a good team, but, um, I, I, yeah, I don't think they can match Kansas City, I wouldn't think.
1: Yeah, they got some talent for sure, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think Kansas City wins this one convincingly. Uh, then let's get to the Monday night game before we get to our official picks. Uh, Green Bay trying to get back on track. They're going to play against Detroit. Detroit they put up a, a great effort uh, on Sunday against San Francisco. They were down by a ton of points. They came roaring back. Uh, see what I did there? Uh, they came roaring back and and uh, made it a ball game. Dan Campbell continues to show the players respond to him. They just I don't think they just they have the talent. Is the problem? uh, in Detroit, Green Bay an 11 point favorite home game. Uh, do they get back
0: on track this week or does Detroit make this one interesting? Um, I mean, th- they should be able to handle it. It's at home. They need to come back. They need to make the statement for their own confidence, um, for the fans confidence. I mean, um, if they keep this close, this, this will be kind of ugly as you know, they in Green Bay. Um, but right now, I think everybody's ready for him to come back. Everybody's ready to agree with Rogers. Hey, it's just one game. Um, and again, when you look at the talent and you look at the potential, um, the thing that probably concerned me most the other night was the defense. And again, you have a defense. The big thing's been intensity. Uh, the new coach has all kinds of uh, intensity. And, and, and they, they didn't have that on the field. Uh, and they need to make some personnel changes. Whether they're going to do it or not, we're yet to be seen. Uh, but they've got to—they've got to switch the cornerback thing a little bit. And <laughs> the defense, um, you know, the defense just needs to be more inspired. They've got talent, but again, um, if the defense, if Barry doesn't have this straightened around, it's going to be—you know—not a long year. But um, we won't get where we want to get. That's for sure. Um, and if people can just run away on us.
1: Yeah, you know, you say we didn't see energy on the field for the defense. What we did see on the field for the defense was Kevin King. Uh, the reason yeah. – the main reason Green Bay wasn't in the Super Bowl this last year, not the only reason, but the main reason. And uh, to see him get beat time and time again deep down the field for touchdowns, just an embarrassment. And uh, they brought him back, but they drafted a guy in the first round that's supposed to help out. And he played, Stokes did, from Georgia played and and i think played okay but uh yeah it's yeah <laughs> but as much as we want to pound on the defense as many packer fans were doing the offense led by the mvp of the league scored three points <laughs> and that that doesn't work and you can't do that and uh, for all the drama that went on in the off season, you come out and lay an egg like that you can't blame the defense for three points on offense uh for two two interceptions uh by your quarterback that's not the defense's fault so there's a lot to work on before this game on Monday night, and it's probably good they have the extra day to get the work in. Hopefully they come out as a Packer fan. Hopefully they come out and beat Detroit down, and we don't have to sweat through it. Uh, did you get to watch any of the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning stuff on Monday night?
0: A little bit and that's very entertaining, which I thought it would be. Um I I didn't you know get to sit and watch all of it, but I did and I you know, you and I had talked about that. I think that's gonna be a big hit for ESPN and um very interesting. The Mannings are really getting into a lot of stuff. And uh, I think Eli's good, you know, with, with Peyton. You know, Peyton kind of carries things that Eli Eli adds a lot there. And of course, Cooper's always good when he's involved too. So um, they really have good things going there, and it's it's going to make Monday night more exciting when the nights they're on. Because yeah, that was that was really good. He just kept the show going ever as long as I saw it.
1: Yeah. If I was on the Monday night crew, the normal Monday night crew, I'd be a little upset <laughs> because <laughs> you know, people aren't listening to them when the Mannings are on. And, uh, boy, yeah, they're only going to be on, I think 10 games throughout the season. But, uh, man, if I was the Monday night crew, I, I would not be pleased by that situation. I guess if you're still paying me the same amount, I guess I wouldn't care, but nonetheless, uh, I thought it was great. I thought I didn't get to see a lot of it. Um, I, you know, I watched some of it here and there. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it was, it was, it was fun. It was very enjoyable, I thought. And, and I, you know, I enjoy watching Peyton and Eli and the Manning family. They're always fun. So, uh, good stuff there. All right, dad, let's get to our sports stove pick sixes of the week. And again, we invite you all to join in too. These are games for Sunday and Monday. Uh, we're not going to be picking Thursday night games in these pick sixes. Uh, that way you give plenty of opportunity for everybody you can pick any six games that you want against the spread and uh so when well,
0: shopify says you can sell anywhere oh they mean it Ooh, hold up just got a new sale order fulfilled and shipped inventory levels good whoa
1: shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level
0: or on top of the world uh you can run and grow your business anywhere
1: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.
0: Hi, I'm Maria.
1: And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready.
0: Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So
1: they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, we're using the spread just off of ESPN.com on their score tab. Uh, there's the spreads that we're using uh, and, uh, but you can make any six games and you can and, uh, get involved with us as well by emailing your picks to the sports stove at gmail.com. Just get them in before the Sunday kickoff and, uh, you can be qualified in. If we get enough participation, we'll do giveaways and, uh, with products and different things. And so, uh, but we're not going to just give it away if one person submits picks because that's too easy. So nonetheless, um, get your picks in before Sunday, we're going to give you our pick six each Thursday. And I uh, have those ready for you there. Uh, Dad, give me your first game that you have picked. Um, I have Buffalo covering Miami. All right. So Buffalo is, uh, let's see here. I got to look that one up real quick. At Miami, Miami, Buffalo is a three-point favorite. And so you're going with the favorites in that one. I stayed away from that game. Uh, I want to see Buffalo perform before I pick them uh, again. And uh, Miami's good, too. Divisional game in Miami. That one scares me. 90 degrees is the projected weather, uh, which is pretty hot. Uh, so uh, I was I was afraid of that one. So I stayed away of that one uh, there. What's your second game?
0: Um, I have Kansas City uh, covering Baltimore.
1: All right. Three-and-a-half-point favorite in Kansas City. I didn't pick that one, but I agree with you on that one as well. Game number three. Um,
0: Arizona covering i believe it's the vikings right
1: it is yep yep they're three and a half point favorites i as well did pick that game uh with you on that one as well of course i'm big time down on the on the vikings this year game number what
0: four number four uh this one i'm going with with the underdog um with the points and it's going to be the jets uh and the patriots the jets the jets will um, if they don't win, will be better than the spread. All right, so they're plus six
1: against New England at home, uh, the Jets are. And I did not pick that
0: one. Uh, that one scared me. Uh, but the uh, fun pick. All right, what else you got?
1: Number five.
0: Uh, Cincinnati. I believe Cincinnati will beat Chicago. So um, I'll take them on the points on that one.
1: All right, they're two and a half uh, underdogs, two and a half point underdogs against Chicago in Chicago. And number six.
0: I believe Seattle can definitely cover the Titans, so we'll go with that.
1: All right, so Seattle, six-point favorites at home against Tennessee uh, there. So those are your six picks. My six picks, I did uh, Cincinnati plus two-and-a-half over the Bears. Took the Raiders plus five-and-a-half over the Steelers. The Cardinals as the three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Vikings. Broncos, the six-point favorites over the Jaguars. San Francisco three point favorites over the Eagles. And then my big pick that is Atlanta plus 12 and a half against Tampa this week. Uh, Atlanta looked horrible in week one. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they can at least, uh, uh get within 12 and a half points of Tampa this week. So that's my, my pick six. We'll post these for y'all on Sunday or Saturday. We'll see when we get it up there with a nice graphic and all that kind of good stuff up there. So you can see our picks. Uh, and we'll keep you updated on those. We'll talk about them again on Tuesday's episode as well. And again, if you'd like to submit picks, uh, pick any six games against the spread and email your picks to the sports stove at gmail.com or comment on social media, Twitter and Instagram is at sports stove. And uh, you can, and you can submit your picks there as well. All right. An exciting NFL week ahead. Of course, it's starting here. Um, any second now, as we are live here on Thursday evening, Giants in Washington, getting ready to kick off in Washington. All right, dad, let's transfer our thoughts over now to college football and uh, a great couple weeks here at college football. So far, some big losses, some big games and things going on. Actually, there's a game going on right now, dad, uh, Louisiana 7-0 over Ohio right now. Um, not that anybody cares, but, uh, it is there. Uh, all right, so let's take a look at some games that we've got here for the college football weekend. we got some big top 25 games going on that I'd like to get your thoughts and opinions on here as well. Uh, let's start with uh, Cincinnati and Indiana. Now, I'm a little bit of an Indiana homer because I love uh, the coach, Tom Allen, uh, and what he's doing there at Indiana. Cincinnati's eight ranked. They're 2-0. They're at Indiana. Indiana's 1-1. One one. Of course, they had a really, really ugly loss to Iowa in week one. Cincinnati is the favorite in this game by three and a half points. I think Indiana wins this game. And I think Indiana, people forget because of that bad loss at Iowa, people forget how good Indiana is. And uh, Michael Penix has had now two games to get back going after his injury last year. I think Indiana comes out and wins. Uh, Cincinnati, though, Luke Fickle, the the head coach, is being rumored possibly for USC, but they're a really good team. They're really good last year, and they're really good again this year. Uh, now Cincinnati's getting ready to move to the Big Twelve, so they're you know being a legit conference to some degree. Uh, what's that game going to look like this weekend in Indiana?
0: Well, it's going to be a big game for Cincinnati because with them being ranked, you know, and being who they are and where they're at, um, you know, the question is going to come up: Can they beat you know? um you know power 5 teams whatever there and with Indiana again I'm I'm with you I like Indiana if Indiana's going to rebound this this is this will be the game and it'll be a good game at home it's funny last time when we talked about Indiana uh, one of your counterparts um you know sent a message on the broadcast saying hey the Indiana Cincinnati game will be very interesting and uh it's going to be um, again, you know, Indiana got beat by Iowa, but we're not sure how good Iowa is. Iowa may be very, very good. That loss may not look as bad at the end, but this is at home. So if Indiana is going to rebound, um, but again, Cincinnati, I think has a lot to prove. Do they belong with their ranking? Uh, if they lose to Indiana, they're going to drop pretty quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. Good point. Uh, what about Miami and Michigan State? Michigan State's looked really good so far this season. Uh, they are two and zero. Miami is one and one. They're still ranked. They're ranked number twenty four overall. They are the favorites. It's at home. Michigan State is always seems to be one of those teams that just kind of sticks around uh, every year. It's kind of just there. They beat Northwestern to start the season. That was kind of their big win so far this season. Um, Miami. They were supposed to be something special this year. They haven't been to this point. Derrick King hasn't been great. Uh, he's not been horrible, but he's not been great by any stretch of the imagination as well. Michigan State, you look at them. I mean, their quarterback's thrown for almost 500 yards. He got five touchdowns and no interceptions. The running back, starting running back has 321 yards and five touchdowns over two games. They've got a receiver that has nine catches for 245 yards and two touchdowns almost half of the yards uh, through the passing game. Michigan State's been good, but they haven't played a team like Miami yet. Do you have any thoughts on on that game this weekend?
0: Well, again, you know, when we talked before the season started, I was pretty high on Miami. Um, and I would have thought, all oh, the Michigan State game is going to be an easy one because it didn't look like Michigan State was going to rebound at all. But I saw them play the other day. And, um, you know, they've played well, like you said, up until this point. I think Miami can handle them, but this will be a time when Miami um, probably needs to show they're as good as, as you know, people thought they were going to be. Um, and Michigan State, again, this, this will be a big win for them, and it'll make the Big Ten look a lot different if they keep winning and they beat a team like Miami. Um, but I would think Miami will come. I think they are good, and I think they'll come out and play uh, but it may be a very close game.
1: Yeah, you make a great point about the Big Ten looking pretty good if they win this game. Miami lost to Alabama. They got actually torched by my, uh, Alabama. But that's okay. You can you can live with that at the end of the day. Last week against Appalachian State, they won 25-23. to 23. <laughs> That's not convincing <laughs> against a team that they're supposed to win. Whereas Michigan State, they won by three points over Northwestern to start the season. And then they won 42-14 to 14 last week over Youngstown State. So, again, the competition level wasn't good last week. But they took care of business. And Miami did not do that last week. I, man, uh, Michigan State looks solid this year. And uh, they might have a good chance to pull that one out, even though it is in Miami. And, again, it is going to be hot in Miami, which should have an impact there as well. Uh Let's go down to the... Auburn and Penn State game, Penn State ranked number 10, they're 2-0. and Auburn ranked number 22, they're 2-0. and uh, Penn State the favorite in this game at home. But you got all these uh, rumors swirling around about James Franklin being the leading candidate for the USC job. That's going to have some impact, I would think, on the locker room, wouldn't you?
0: Um, yes, I, I think it could. Again, Um, I don't know that anything's going to get official about the USC job, you know, during the year, but yeah. And there's going to be a lot of people like that. I've read about other guys today. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a little bit that they said, wow, is this going to be a distraction for them this year? And they've tried to say, no, no, you know, we're fine with where we're at. But, um, Now, I I think, you know, again, Penn State, everything I read was they were going to be pretty good. When we talked, you know, you didn't think they would be. And I'm not a Penn State fan necessarily or a Franklin fan. But, um, again, you know, they've played well. And this would be a big game. I read today was at Auburn. This is the first time Auburn has played, um, what, a power five on the road or the first time they've played a ranked team on the road in all kinds of years, they've played people at home. But I read something about this is a, a really something different. And Auburn, you know, you never know. They're, you know, they they always show up. They're always good. They have athletes, um, and um, you know, we'll have to. This will be a very good game. Should and should be an entertaining game to watch.
1: That stat had to be outside of the SEC because they play Alabama every year. And that's not at home every year. So they, that's got to be outside of the SEC. Yeah, it would be team, outside of the
0: SEC. Yeah.
1: Um, Jarquez Hunter, the running back for Auburn, he's already got 257 yards. Auburn has scored 60 plus in both of their games so far this season, but they played Akron and Alabama State. So it's not like they played anybody good, but again, they took care of business along the way. Penn State, they opened their season with a 16 to 10 win over Wisconsin, which is a great win. And then Ball, uh, Ball State, they beat them 44-13, to 13, so they took care of business there as well. The, to me, this seems like the trap game. I mean, you got all the distraction from the outside uh, against Penn State. You've got Auburn, who's been playing well. Bo Nix, who had a horrible year last year. And again, they've played nobody, but he's, he's got five touchdowns, no interceptions. Clifford for Penn State, he's got 477 yards and two touchdowns. So there's there's things to go go around for both teams. I don't trust either one of these teams, Dad. I, you know, if I had to pick, I don't know who I would pick because I would cheer for Auburn. But uh, I, man, I don't I don't trust either either of these squads uh, this week for sure on, on that game. Alabama's playing Florida. I think Alabama humbles Florida in this game. Florida, their quarterback, Emory Jones, has just not been what he needs to be. He's turned the ball over, I think, four interceptions on the season. And uh, they're coming in. They're ranked number 11. But to me, Florida has not looked like a legit contending team this year. Do you think Florida has any chance against Alabama? It is in
0: the swamp. Um, I, I don't know. Again, you know, I really like their coach. I wouldn't expect them to win. But um, they might could battle with Alabama as good as most teams can. Like you said, it is at Florida. Um, and, um, you know, the, the Florida coach, you know, he, he knows exactly what he needs. You can't let Alabama get going on you. Right. Uh, get turnovers, and, and once the machine starts rolling, it's tough to stop. But if Florida could stay with them and being in the swamp, um, and again, I know Saban's been concerned or at least talked like it, you know, about um, their intensity and different things. So um, I don't know. Florida might could make this a game, but I don't know.
1: Two teams that have already lost this season, Ohio State and Clemson. Uh, they're at the point already where they're not allowed to lose any more games this season. Uh, Ohio State is facing off against Tulsa. their big favorites in this game. And, you know, how long is Ohio State going to struggle and when will they finally get rolling this season?
0: Hi, I'm Maria.
1: And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team ready. Ready.
0: Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your
1: heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to Blackhillsenergy.com dot slash team ready.
0: Um, I don't think they'll struggle. I think they'll keep rolling right along here. Uh, there are going to be a couple big, big 10 games, uh, and we'll see. And we kind of knew that coming in, uh, again, you know, they've got Penn state, they have some teams that they're going to have to play well, but, um, You know, again, we don't know how good Oregon is, and I think if anything, this will be a wake-up call for Ohio State. They got all kinds of talent, and I think he'll have them rolling pretty quick.
1: Are they going to change quarterbacks
0: at some point this season? Um, I don't know, you know, and I think he'll 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 play different guys some, and uh, it'll just depend. Again, if Stroud gets hot again, they may not, but they've got a lot of them. Be interesting to see if they ever played this kid out of high school.
1: Yeah, yours for sure. Uh, the other team is Clemson. Clemson, uh, lost a really ugly game against Georgia 10 to three to start off the season. They won last week. Uh, they're playing Georgia Tech this week. Georgia Tech is one and one. Uh, Georgia Tech's quarterback dad has five touchdowns already this year. That's not normal for a Georgia Tech team. Of course, they've got a whole new offensive system and they're actually playing real football now. Um, same kind of question, I guess, is, as we were talking about Ohio State, Clemson, they were able to beat South Carolina State last week, 49-3. to But uh, that's a nobody. At the same time, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, they have got a win over Kennesaw State and a loss against Northern Illinois, a one-point loss to them. I don't think this game gets too interesting, Clemson. I think Clemson starts to roll now. I think they're at a point now where they know what they have to do, and uh, the pressure is, is definitely on them. There's no doubt about that. But they've got an easier schedule. We talked about this last episode than Ohio State does uh, ultimately uh, Clemson on your your opinion, do you think they continue to roll you think they maybe they get on uh, rhythm at this point?
0: Yes, I think they will again, you know Georgia Tech it's a conference game um, but I, I I think I think Clemson, Ohio State both will start rolling here pretty quick.
1: Yeah, Clemson, they got Georgia Tech this week, then they go North Carolina State, Boston College, Syracuse, then they get Pitt. Florida State, Louisville, Connecticut, Wake, South Carolina. It's not a hard schedule moving no. forward. They've got a couple teams that could be sneaky good. The Pittsburgh's going to be good. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, they should, they should be able to really get things moving here. I didn't realize they don't even play North Carolina until ACC championship if North Carolina gets to the ACC championship uh, there as well.
0: Uh, any other college football games we need to talk about? Um, well, again, I think the Arizona State-Brigham Young game, could be good um be a big game there but again hopefully arizona state will do well also let me update that auburn story there it's the first big 10 road game since 1931 oh wow so they have not gone out to the big 10 um you know for a long time and and you know penn state you know that's an interesting stadium an interesting place for rabid fans and um a lot of times Auburn plays the big teams at home outside of the conference. Like I said, they play some very good teams, Alabama and all that, Georgia and the conference. But the first time they've been on a big 10 on the road since 1931.
1: And we also need to clarify, Brigham Young is BYU. There's a certain age group that have probably never heard the term Brigham Young before.
0: So, so oh, I'm it's, sorry, BYU.
1: <laughs> it's, they should know it. They should know it. But there's there's probably a certain age group that's never heard that term before yeah Arizona State's uh ranked 19th BYU is ranked 23rd Arizona State is the favorite in that game even though it's at uh BYU um I haven't had a chance to watch much on on either any of these West teams that much yet I admit my my life kind of involves around uh, SEC games the big uh big 10 games and of course without a doubt the ASUN games with EKU but uh I haven't seen them. I, going into the season, I was big on Arizona State. BYU is obviously good as well. I'm looking to see uh, BYU beat Utah last week, who was ranked, and they beat Arizona in week number one. And then Arizona State, they have not played anybody yet. UNLV, and I'm not even sure who that game is from the first week. Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds, uh, able to beat them as well in week one. So uh, this is going to be the first true test. For Arizona State, what would be the philosophy as far as um, cupcake games? If you were a coach and scheduling these games, how many uh, of these cupcake games would you
0: schedule? Um, I, I would think you, know, you want one tough game out of conference um, for a lot of reasons. For rankings, uh, to see where your team is. Um, for recruiting, for a lot of things. But, I mean, you've got to play the game that everybody plays. So you need to have some of these for your record. And, again, you don't want to get everyone beat up before the conference. So I don't know if you want to play three straight um, big-time, you know, top 10, top 15 opponents. Um, I, again, I think the way the landscape is right now, um, you look at the teams that have been successful – Um, I mean, Alabama, boy, they always play a tough out-of-conference schedule, you know. Um, But, um, you know, they've been successful. Clemson, I think you kind of have to go with what everybody's doing. I think it's good to have maybe one good test, um, but I think you got to stay with some of them. Yeah,
1: you know, you have to do what you have to do, right? There are teams that need to go undefeated. In that case, you go easy schedule. Uh, there are teams that need to have the big win. In that case, you go a heavier schedule. I don't blame coaches for doing these really, really easy games because I think in many cases, you gotta have them. Uh, you gotta just have those wins. You don't want anything that's gonna be crazy and throw you off. There's no reason to play a good non-conference team if you don't need to play a good non-conference team. You say Alabama has a good non-conference schedule. They play one game because of TV situations, uh, each year, but, uh, outside of that they play pretty easy guys they got mercer who they just beat southern miss is the other team they're playing out of conference here before they get into their sec uh, sec games and things like that so i i don't know it's interesting to see on all that kind of stuff uh let's look at uh the usc coaching situation helton gets fired this uh last week after only two games he got blown out by stanford beat by stanford and USC official said, that's enough, you're gone. There was con- some rumors that he was going to get fired after last season. They decided not to fire him then. They fire him now. And uh, I heard this point by, I think it was Scott Van Pelt on the Rosillo pod. And he said, you know, these coaches that are legit candidates, what are they going to say all season? They're going to get asked about it all season long, and they can't say anything other than, no, I'm committed to where I'm at. Uh, how does this affect guys like James Franklin or Luke Fickle or uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa State? How does these rumors that it's going to be going on all season long now, how is that going to affect them throughout this year?
0: Well, you know, part of it is um, w- with it being not going to happen to the end of a season, especially the coaches you mentioned, they all need to do well. Um, you know, would it change USC's mind? If all of a sudden, you know, um, you know, these teams go seven and five Mm -hmm. or um, or or even fall out, you know, um, eight and four, but are not, you know, do not look as good. Is that going to change anything? Is one of the coaches going to rise up the ladder, um, you know, because they do very well. So I don't think they can let it affect them to that extent. Um, and, um, you know, it'll affect recruiting probably a little more than anything else. As players come in, um, are players going to commit as early, um, you know, how is that going to go, you know, knowing, Hey, this coach may not be there.
1: Yeah. Um, let's talk about who the coach will be. James Franklin comes out the reports say Dan Patrick actually reported that, uh, you know, James Franklin is the leader in the house right now. If he wants the job. Basically it's his, uh, man, I hate James Franklin, (laughs) but, uh, I don't love a USC. So what do I care? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the, the kind
0: of hire USC needs to make? Well, the name I heard today that I thought was very interesting was, is a pro assistant, Eric B. me. and, um, and he's from USC, correct? No, he's from California, I think, but not okay. USA. So so he didn't play college there. So I don't think so. But he'd be a contact there. That makes sense um, in a lot of ways. You know, um, again, I think he's a good co- – I could see that being somebody they're definitely considering. At this stage of the game, you know, who's the front runner, who – that really doesn't matter. Um, as we get down later in the season – That's when they'll really evaluate everything because I don't think they can um, sign anybody yet. And I do think USC is the kind of program who is going to be able to, you know, choose people. And that's going to be a program people are going to want to come to. The enemy was a Colorado player. Uh, I should have have mentioned that. He was in on that big game they won at the end of the game. So he was
1: uh, third in the Heisman ballot behind. Uh Ty Detmer and Raheeb Ishmael uh back in the day. So there's his nickname was Scooter. There's all kinds of fun things you can learn uh, about Eric Bieneme. Uh he was born in Louisiana. So I don't know what let's see here. Oh, he uh he did play high school football in California. So he's got some ties, ties out to California in that way. He would be a great coach. Uh I still think Andy Reid should let him take over in Kansas City, even though Reed's been great, of course um the enemy deserves a job i think of course i wasn't in the interviews so i'm not sure why he doesn't have one but anyways uh yeah that's an interesting name for sure and those are the kind of hires usc is going to have to make it's going to have to be a splash i think franklin's a splash splashy enough at least be enemy would be a huge splash what about pete carroll is there any chance and i haven't heard
0: that he that he would is there any chance that pete carroll would come back to usc well, that would be a that that would be a definite splash uh, from there. Uh, I don't know that he, he knows exactly the landscape there. I don't know that he wants to get back into college. If he does, that would be the ideal place to do it. Um, he's been at Seattle a long time, and in one of these deals, it's one of these times is just going to be hey, it's just time for a change. Um, now, whether you know that'll be Seattle's decision or his decision or a thing of both. So if he ever had overtures of going back to college, I would think USC might be one of them he would look at. So, you know, I think that could be a possibility. Again, you know, the guy at Iowa State, Campbell's been a name for a while. And one thing, USC wants to make a splash, but they also want to win. And so hiring a really good coach, you know, is going to, I think he's going to be high on a lot of people's lists.
1: Yeah, Pete Carroll's old. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how old. him. and he's really old. and uh, But, you know, now that he can legally pay, play, pay players at USC, maybe it makes sense for him to go back. But I think the NFL is so much less stress than what college football would be, especially at his age. Um, you know, I don't know. USC, though, they decided to move on early in the season. Nobody from USC that I've heard was mad about that. Uh, everybody's pretty happy that he's gone. So now it's just a matter of time for them to figure out who the next guy is going to be and can they find the guy that fits for them. All right, so that's college. Oh, let's talk about Arch Manning real quick. Uh, he's announced his five official visits this season, uh, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, and Ole Miss. Um, all of them SEC teams with the exception of Clemson. I know Texas isn't there yet, but they're going to be there very soon. Uh, so four SEC teams and one uh, Clemson team there as well. Uh, Interesting. He's the number one guy uh, in his class. He's the quarterback everybody wants because of the name. Uh, What do you make of these five schools that he's visiting?
0: Well, that, I mean, you know, that's interesting. When I looked at that list there, Um, again, you know, with the Mannings, um, you know, he can kind of have his choice of where he needs to go or wants to go from there. Uh, the idea of does he need to go somewhere to prepare him for the pros? I mean, he can't be any more prepared than what his family is working <laughs> with him and everything. So uh, the issue is going to be where does he want to have the college experience? Um, what does he want there? Um, I mean, Peyton didn't go there, but, you know, a Manning not going to Ole Miss. Um, I mean, Ole Miss is going to have some ties now. I don't know if I'd, I'd want to go there with Lane Kiffin, but um, but, you know. Well. Uh, he, Uncle, he may, I don't know. Uncle Peyton
1: knows Lane Kiffen pretty well uh, yeah. from his short time at Tennessee. And I'm not sure how Peyton feels about Lane Kiffen, but uh, he would definitely have a little bit of a relationship there with him. Uh, but, you know, Cooper, uh, Arch's dad was a, he was going to play at Ole Miss. He was a huge Ole Miss fan, of course. Um, Eli ended up going there as well. It's definitely in the family uh, for sure. Um, Texas is interesting if you want to create a legacy, a college legacy, you have to go, you can't go to Alabama. I don't think you can go to Georgia or Clemson either. I think if you want to create a legacy, it's Texas or Ole Miss. The opportunity to shine as this guy that saved the program, brought the program back, those kinds of things um, would make sense to me. But, um, you know, if you go to Alabama, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, playing for Saban, I guess, makes sense, but. You're not going to create much of a legacy at Alabama, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I mean, Saban has, you know, I think would definitely have an inside shot, no doubt about that, and uh, maybe Kirby Smart, you know, because of his time there too. And of course, um, you know, a lot of quarterbacks come through Alabama, been successful. I could see Dabo uh, and just his background and and the type of um, thing he creates there at Clemson being very appealing to the Mannings. Um, so I, I, all those schools I think would have a shot. Texas, you know, boy, I don't know. They've got a ways to go. Um, but again, a guy like having a guy like that might, might put them where they need to be right away. But I think you're taking, uh, taking a chance with that. I was a little, that was a team I was a little surprised to see on there.
1: Well, if you want to recruit offensive linemen and wide receivers, getting a guy like Arch Manning there is going to help you do just that because they're yeah. going to be on TV a ton. I'm sure if Alabama's on TV a ton. Georgia's on TV. Clemson's on TV. I get it. But uh, the opportunities that you have there, I think, to me, it makes sense. Texas or Ole Miss. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as building his own legacy, if all he cares about is winning, <laughs> then you go to Clemson or Alabama and call it a day. Uh, but uh, we'll see what all happens there and uh, continue to follow that story. As it goes. All right. Let's transition over to baseball. Uh, I want to again remind everybody of our sponsors, Law Terrain watches and accessories. You visit law-terrain.com. Use the code sports stove. You get 10% off your purchase. You can also get you some sunglasses at a discounted rate. Yeats, yeatsofficial.com uh, is where you can get your sunglasses at. Use the code sports stove at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase there as well, all right, dad, the baseball season is winding down the uh, your San Francisco Giants took a loss tonight um, against San Diego. Uh, let's start with the American League, I guess, and we'll work our way to the National League from there. The top of the divisions are pretty well set. Tampa's eight games up, uh, the White Sox are 11 games up, and the Astros are six and a half games up. On Oakland, so let's look at the wild card situation in the American League right now. It's Toronto, New York, and Boston. They're all even, and then you've got Oakland at three games back and Seattle at four games back to get in to the wild card spot. I mean, do you have any idea who the final two are going to be in the American
0: League? No, I mean the way it is, and as close as it is, I, you know, you would like to think it's going to be two of the three with the Yankees. Uh, Toronto or Boston, but that's probably not a given now. In another week, if the numbers stay like this, then yes, um, you're, you're looking at a three-way uh, dogfight there, but uh
1: yeah. in the American league right now, you got Toronto that's in the lead. Uh, I'm mean, again, they're tied with New York, but they're eight and two in their last 10 games. And, uh, they're just the hotter team at the moment right now Toronto is they seem to be the team that's going to be able to carry in uh through into the wild card be one of the final two spots there in the American League and that's what we expect to see out of them uh at least I expect to see Toronto being uh the people that are there uh when it comes down to it at the end of the day uh the Yankees I think I think the Red Sox are out Uh, I know right now they're still right there in in the mix but To me, they just don't have enough talent to make it. Uh, The Yankees are more talented than they are. Oakland may be too far away. I think it's the Blue Jays and the Yankees in the American League. I think that's where it ends up at uh, from there. But, you know, Oakland, Seattle, maybe they make one more run at it. But Seattle's lost two straight, which doesn't help them in the situation that they're in. Oakland maybe could make a run here uh, at the end. But I think it's Toronto and the Yankees uh, end up in the American League.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I'd be all for Boston getting in instead of the Yankees, but um, that's you know, it, it, it's going to go right down to the wire I think. Uh, in the National
1: League, uh, let's start with the, the Dodgers have already clinched a playoff spot. Uh, they have officially clinched even before the division winners of the other the other conferences have clinched. Dodgers are in uh, in the playoffs for sure. The question is, is, can they step up and win the division? as opposed to having to play in the wild card. Uh, so let's look here. The Braves are three and a half up in the east over Philadelphia. Milwaukee, they have all but clinched the Central. They're 12 and a half up on St. Louis. San Francisco still in the lead by one game, and they have clinched a playoff spot as well. The Charger, excuse me, the Chargers, the Dodgers have clinched a playoff spot as well. So when you're looking at the division, let's go to the NL West first and look at the division race between the Giants and the Chargers. This one has been close now for quite some time. Um, Giants have a slightly easier schedule, although I think the Dodgers still get Cincinnati. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on the West as far as the top of the division goes?
0: Well, again, you know, I, I'm a Giant fan, but they've continued to play well all year, and I think they can hold on. They don't play the Dodgers anymore in a series They because they won a bunch of games in a row. I don't remember if it was seven or eight. Um, have lost, what, I guess, the last two or two out of this series um, with San Diego. But San Diego's in the hunt for this, too. So, um, again, I I think the Giants, now, again, we got the Braves coming up, and that'll be a big series there. But um, the Giants have played well enough this year. Even if they fall down a game or so, it could still be very close there at the end. They're not going to run away with it, but um, I think the Giants can hang on.
1: Are the Giants going to get to 100 wins?
0: Um, they're at
1: 95 right now.
0: uh, Yes. Yes. I they will.
1: Yeah. The, uh, giants are at 95. The Dodgers are at 94 wins giants one eight straight before losing two straight. The Dodgers have won six straight, uh, eight out of their last 10 as well. Uh, it's going to be a real intriguing again. I think the Dodgers are technically more talented, but, uh, the giants, you don't get the 95 wins by pure luck. (laughs) It's they've had a great season. In the National Card Wild Card, National League Wild Card, Los Angeles uh, is there, so you're at one spot that everybody's fighting for. We're currently, it's the St. Louis Cardinals sitting in that spot. They're a half a game up on San Diego. Uh, let's see here. St. Louis is on a five-game win streak, seven out of their last ten. San Diego is on a two-game win streak, four out of their last ten. Um, Cincinnati, I mean, they're still a game out, but is there any any confidence that Cincinnati can get back into this?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, they've stayed in it this far, so I <laughs> stay in it. I don't know that they are the favorite to win it. Right now, uh, I like think the hotter team is St. Louis. But, again, St. Louis has been up and down, too. So those three, I think it'll be real close at the end, and it may come down to the last week, games during the last week to decide it. Uh, but it'd be hard to say which one will. Uh, I don't know that the Reds will be able to pull it out, but the Reds have stayed where they're at um, right now. You know, Again, you said, well, they should be in good shape because playing Pittsburgh. <laughs> they lost to Pittsburgh. So um, that was tough there, so we'll see.
1: Cincinnati is one-dimensional on offense. They have trash for a bullpen. Uh, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They won't be entertaining if they make the playoffs. Uh, and I don't think that they will. San Diego is the team with the fun guys, the guys that are fun to watch, that are going to bring in some ratings. Of course, St. Louis brings a pretty good crowd as well, I guess. Um, I think it's going to be San Diego that makes it in at the end of the day. But St. Louis has made a great run here at the end. They've got some talented guys, too. They had a really disappointing early season, but uh, they seem to be finally catching on at the right time and currently sit in that last playoff spot there. Uh, has your thoughts changed on the world series? So who that could end up being, um, we talked about the Astros earlier in the season, kind of being the team in the, in the American league, uh, right now, who's your pick in the American league to go to the world series?
0: Um, I mean, I, the white Sox have been good. They don't necessarily have the record right now, probably Tampa. I mean, it looks like Tampa would be the team that will come through there, but it could be a very interesting playoff with those top three teams. um, You know, when it comes down to the playoffs, any of them could get hot and play well, and they're all pretty good with the Astros, the White Sox, and Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, I think the Astros are still the team to beat in the American League. I actually think if Toronto makes the playoffs, they would be as scary a team as anybody in the American League, especially the way they've come on here as of late. Um, So I would be more concerned about Toronto than I would Tampa or Chicago when it comes to competing against the Astros personally. But again, Tampa, great record. They've led the AL East for a good portion of the season. Boston was up there for a while as well. I like Toronto, though. I think they're kind of that that sneaky team that's getting in, getting hot at the right time as well. But Houston's got a lot of talent on their team as well Um, and would probably stick with Houston. But, you know, Toronto would be fun. I think you see some of those young guys, getting opportunities to shine as well. Houston, after their whole cheating thing, if they make it back to the World Series, that's probably not the ideal thing for Major League Baseball. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the NL. Uh, You know, Most people would say, well, whoever wins the West is probably the team to watch for. Uh, Who would be your pick in the National League for a World Series team?
0: Um, Again, I think it'll be close with whoever wins the West and Milwaukee. Milwaukee is playing real well. I know when we played them, we've had our trouble with them there. Um, so I would think, you know, it, will come down at the end with the national league with uh, Milwaukee and probably whoever wins or comes out of the West with the playoff.
1: Uh, Me being a Milwaukee fan, I'd love it if Milwaukee made it. They've got a good squad. If they stay healthy through the playoffs, their pitching staff is as good as anybody's. Um, the offense has come alive and has been good, uh, here as of late, they have won seven out of their last 10 uh as well but uh yeah it's they're a team to watch for but i'm always kind of that pessimistic fan where i'm kind of like just waiting for the the bad things to happen (laughs) and uh uh i'm i still think milwaukee could beat san francisco i'm not sure they could beat the dodgers in a series that would be the team that scares me the most right now atlanta even if they pull off the nl east they they're just their pitching staff isn't really not that great and uh, i don't think that that a whole lot of people fear atlanta uh too much from there so i don't know it's been interesting to see how it all shakes out in the end we're almost done with uh the regular season here for major league baseball and it's turned out to be we talked about this a month or two ago i think it's been the best major league baseball season we've had in a while as far as just being entertaining and being able to be intrigued by the season and and keeping our interest um to me it's been great Uh, what are your thoughts on the baseball season
0: Yes, I I think you're right. It has been. There's been more emphasis uh, just on baseball. You know, there's been a lot of um, what things this year that are kind of like records, wasn't a number of no hitters and things like that. Um, So there's been a lot of things. Been good. There's good pitching. There's, um, you know, guys that can hit the long ball. Um, There's teams that, you know, run. And, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, it's kind of become a game where, you know, I've read where it just become a game where, you know, how fast can the pitcher throw and how many home runs can the guy hit? But uh, teams that are probably playing better baseball and they could have real good baseball in the playoffs. Uh, no matter what team's in, there'll be players, there'll be storylines uh, that Major League Baseball can use.
1: Yep, yep, overall, uh Lots of fun going on in, in that world. Uh, we are live here on a Thursday evening. Daniel Jones, six-yard touchdown scamper. Giants up 7-0 on Washington. Uh, so there you go. For all those listening to us afterwards, you don't care because you already know the final score. Um, anyways, thank you so much for tuning in today. want to remind you about our sponsors, Law Terrain. Go to law-terrain.com. Use the code Stove for 10% off. Then also Yeats Sunglasses, yeetsofficial.com. And again, the code is sports stove, 10% off your purchase there at Heats as well. If you're local in Kentucky, central Kentucky, make sure you visit myipm.com. If you're having any pest problems, IPM Pest and Termite is here to help you. We are working on doing this uh, NFL picks each week and do a competition and would be love to give, do some giveaways. We've got some companies that have been willing to give us some products if we can get the right amount of interest going on in these things. So we're doing a pick six. You pick any six games against the spread uh, that you'd like to for Sunday or Monday's NFL uh, schedule. You can email your picks to the at gmail.com. That's the sports stove at gmail.com. Or you can just comment on social media, Twitter or you uh, uh, not YouTube, Instagram, Twitter or Instagram, your picks as well. I will post the picks that me and dad made tonight. Uh, here this weekend for you to see and be able to hold us accountable for those. And we'll talk about all the ones that Dad missed on Tuesday's (laughs) episode. Um, Big weekend coming. If you like college football, I'll be covering the EKU Colonels as they have their home opener this weekend. I'll be live at the game and doing some live social media things there as well. Looking forward to the opportunity there to cover uh, Eastern Kentucky University football games. All right. Next episode will be Tuesday. We'll be live at 8 o'clock next Tuesday on right here, wherever you're watching us, YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. And we'll have our local hour episode dropping on Wednesday and another live episode again on Thursday next week. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Share with your friends this wonderful episode. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.